0: Good morning, everyone. I think I'm turned on. Um, It's great to be with you, um, preferably not under these circumstances, but it's great to be back um, here with you this morning. Scripture tells us that if we say that we've no sin, all we're doing is deceiving ourselves and there is no truth in us. But if we confess our sins, we have a God who is faithful and just who will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're going to have our Bible read. My teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Let's pray as we turn to God's word this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the truth that we find within it. Lord, I pray now as we take a few moments to study this very well-known passage. And Lord, that you will come by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, that you will be our teacher. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll have gathered by the reading and the song. Um, we're looking at a very well-known passage this morning. Um, a passage probably for any of us who have been at Sunday school, we'll have heard numerous times. The wise and the foolish man, or as some label it, the two foundations. This is a parable. And R.T. Kendall, the great theologian, um, described the parable as, uh, a parable as a simple story that illustrates a profound truth. And, you know, in telling parables was Jesus' way, main way, really, of helping his listeners um, grasp some spiritual truths. R.D. Candle goes on to say, you know, when it comes to parables, he was bridging. Uh, he was building a bridge from the natural to the spiritual. So in this morning's story, we have two guys here are building houses. They're on a the building scheme. And, and the first guy, as we know, he's, he picks a really good, rocky, hard spot. It's not going to be the easiest place to build his house. It's going to take a bit of hard work, work a bit of hard digging. It's going to need perseverance to build his house. You know, I remember um, some 38, nearly 39 years ago, um, what I was building um, my own house in Kilkeel, where um, I come from, we had to dig down six feet to get Hard ground. There was a lot of building done, a lot of filling in, a lot of blocks and a lot of cement and we only got to level ground. But it was a solid foundation. And this is what this guy has done in this parable that Jesus is talking about. He builds the rest of the house and he finishes it once he's got this solid foundation. Meanwhile, his neighbor he can't really be bothered with all that. He finds this nice nice spot. The ground's pretty soft. It's easy to dig. Um, it's gonna, he's going to have the house up in half the time, half the cost, half the sweat. Brilliant. Great. He goes for it. House finished in no time. Barbecue out, sitting in the sun. Everything's good. And you see, from the outside, the two houses look the same. They're two lovely houses. No one can really tell the difference at the moment. But then, as Jesus tells us, the storm comes. And then a lot is revealed. You know, as the people listen to Jesus telling this story, they they can picture it quite easily. You know, Palestine is naturally a land of hills and mountains. And as a result... It actually gets quite a lot of storms and rain and, and sudden floods. The, the river Jordan actually you know, floods quite a lot. It goes up to dangerous levels. Little streams become torrential you know, rivers. Any house not built on solid ground would be swept away. So Jesus had caught his listeners. They could understand what he was talking about. He was using what R. T. Kendall says, this thing from the natural world, and he was getting a spiritual point across. He had them; they were with him. So Jesus tells us that the first house is built on solid rock. And what happens? Well, the rain comes and torments, the flood waters rise, the wind beats against the house; it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock, solid. But the other one, well, this doesn't do so well. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Great story. Any of you thinking about building a house or putting an extension on, Jesus is saying, make sure you put down a good foundation. Put down a good foundation. But, of course, Jesus isn't talking to builders he doesn't really care. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. What we build our houses on. Jesus is speaking about the spiritual. And see, just before this passage, just before them, that reading was, it began begun at verse 24. Just before that, in verse 21 to 23, Jesus says this. Actually, something rather astonishing. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who have actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. Wow. That's a pretty hard-hitting Statement. we may say the right words we may look the real deal we can even do the ministry but still not know Jesus and when it comes to judgment day we're told here we will fail before him he will say I, I don't know you Get out of my presence. And actually Jesus gives us in another parable, in the parable of the net in Matthew 13, he tells us what actually this is going to be like. Here we get insight into judgment before God, where angels will lead those who have given their lives to Christ into heaven. And those that haven't, those who have rejected Jesus today, taken to hell. We read in, Matthew 13, at the end of the age the angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Jesus meek and mild. Here's a challenge. No, I can't imagine anybody wanting to be led away by the angels to hell. I can't imagine anybody. No matter their background, where they come from Wanting to go up to a place of eternal torment. Nobody would want to go. And here's the thing. God doesn't want anyone to go either. God loves us. God doesn't want anyone to go either. We're told in 2 Peter and 3, the Lord is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone, everyone to come to repentance. That's what God wants. And of course, we know he came up with a rescue plan. He came in the person of Jesus and and he died on the cross taking upon himself our sins so as we can be with him forever. But this morning, how can we be sure of that? How can we be sure that we'll be with Jesus forever? Well, Jesus tells us in this reading He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. We must hear the words of God. Jesus is saying, listen to my teaching. We must remember that actually Jesus is the word of God. He is the word in flesh. You know that from John chapter 1 we have at the Christmas reading, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus is the Word. And we're told in 2 Timothy 3, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong, and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. The Bible reveals us to us what God is like. But it also reveals to us what we are like. And it points us to the truth and reveals to us the sin in our lives. You know, we're told in Proverbs 9, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Here's that word, foundation, again. The fear of the Lord comes from reading and listening his word. That is where we begin to build a strong foundation. Letting the Holy Spirit through scripture reveal to us who God actually is. But here's the thing. That by itself isn't enough. See, as you look at this story, both men heard the words of Jesus. Let's go back. Firstly, the wise man. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. But then there's the foolish man. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. They both heard the same message according to Jesus. The same truth, the same truth, have been revealed to both men. They both have the same opportunity to respond, and in a sense, they both respond. But they respond in two different ways. The result is one is secure and safe, and the other is condemned. You see, not only do we need to listen. To the Word of God. We need to heed its warning. We need to follow what it says and we need to meet its author. But more than that, we need to fall in love with its author, the King of kings and Lord of lords who we have just been singing about. Then when the storm comes, we're safe and secure And the knowledge that actually, well, we belong to him. Though the rain comes in torments and the floodwaters rise and the wind beats against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on rock. You know, it's interesting that both men in this story hear the words of Jesus. What's also interesting is that both experience the storm. You know, you could say there's probably two types of storms we'll face in life. And it's possibly two storms, them two storms are in this passage. You know, my Sunday school application of this, and I, I'm going back quite a few years, I, the Sunday school application that I got was something like this The storm signifies life. That being part of a, of a broken world, you know, there's a storm of of financial hardship, the storm of brokenness, the storm of sickness, the storm of conflict, and so on and so forth. And these types of storms come raining down on us. And the person who builds their life on Christ, well, they're not exempt from these storms. The storms come on everyone. You know, sometimes we can think that when we give our lives to Jesus, that that, that life will be all okay that hardships and storms won't come our way. Bad things don't happen to us anymore. But then when they do, when they do because they do, when they visit our door, we start to question God. We start to question God's love for us. We, 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 we struggle to understand how a God of love could let this happen to me. We even can start to look at our lives and think, have I done some great sin? Have I disappointed God in, in such a way that this storm has hit me? But Jesus says, look, the storm comes to everybody. The storm comes to everybody. It comes in the house of the follower and it comes in the house of the one that's rejected him. However, there's one big difference. If we build our lives On Christ, if our lives are shaped by his word and we're filled by his presence, we will survive the storm. We'll get out the other side. He will get us through. Our faith will remain intact. Though the rains come in torments and the floodwaters rise and the wind beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. Those who chose to ignore or reject them well, their foundation isn't so good. Faith and hope is washed away in the storm. Anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. You don't come out unscathed. There's only one man has a house standing at the end of Jesus' story. That's the one storm. There's also another storm. And probably it's a storm that Jesus is really pointing at. It's a storm that we all must face sooner or later in life. It's a storm of death and then the judgment of God. You know, the parables of Jesus speak and explain the kingdom of God. You read the parables, that's what they're all about. They're explaining the kingdom of God. And and if we turn back to the, them verses I read earlier on, Jesus says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. You know, we're told by, by we look in the outward appearance, God's always looking at our hearts. God's always looking at what our hearts are like. And, and as Jesus taught this to the people, they would have been so used looking at the, the Pharisees and the scribes, you know, the religious leaders, who outwardly looked apart. The they observed the law and the regulations. They looked righteous. They spoke the right words. But I'd say inwardly, many of them, their hearts were spiritually dead. So this morning the challenge for all of us is who have we built our life upon? Are we someone who's, who's seeking after God, you know, after his kingdom, open to his Holy Spirit, trying with his help to lead a life that is going after God? Not that we're perfect, because none of us are perfect, but a life that is seeking after God. If so, we're like the person who built their house on solid ground. But maybe there's some of us here this morning or or someone listening online. Well, you're not so sure. You're not so sure if your life is built upon Christ. You're not so sure where you stand with him. If you're in that place this morning, can I encourage you to open God's word and open your heart to God's word and ask God to come by his Holy Spirit and reveal truth to you. And he began to open up the treasures of the kingdom of God. You know, it's in this life that we build for eternity. It's in this life that we build for eternity. When we close our eyes for the last time, our eternal destiny is set. It is set here in this world. What and who is your life built upon this morning? If you're unsure, if you're unsure, can I encourage you to, to turn to Christ, to turn to Him in repentance, which means just turning around and acknowledging that you get it wrong. And there you always find grace. You always find grace at the foot of the cross, because that's God's heart. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what's going on in your life, you always find grace at the foot of the cross. There you find sins forgiven, a new life, actually and not just new life, actually life in all its fullness by then dwelling of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Lord, this morning we thank you that wherever we're at in life, Lord, we can come to you Lord, we can turn to you. Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace. Lord, we thank you for the truth in this story this morning. Lord, that if we come to you, if we build our lives on you, Lord, we are secure in you, secure in life and secure in death. So, Lord, Lord, I pray this morning for, for those of us in this building and, Lord, for those that will be listening online, Lord for those that are unsure Lord even in these moments come by your holy spirit Lord speak in to their hearts reveal truth pray in Jesus name Amen It's been great with you this morning but I I hope and I pray that you have your rector back um, next week Um, but it has. Thank you um, for having me this morning. Let's pray as we bring this time to a close and we go out into the world and to the world that God has called us to live and to serve in. Let us pray. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and those you love this day and always. Amen.